the war still continues. Gunshots and explosions are still our daily reality. It would be extremely difficult for Ukraine to fight back without the support of our friends from all over the world. And it would be extremely difficult for me if it were not for your help. This podcast gives me the opportunity to keep you informed about what is happening on the front. And it also supports my family, or rather you support them when you donate on the page Fighting for Ukraine on the GoFundMe website. Bless you. It is January 29. Many years ago, before the war, I used to read fiction books. When I switched to non-fiction and almost stopped reading anything fictional. Because here, since 2014, from the beginning of the Russian invasion, there have been so many tragedies, so much pain and despair that there was no point in synthesizing with book characters. How can one take fiction seriously when Thousands of real-life King's Lears are abandoned on the streets, scores of Odysseuses are left far away from their homes, and countless of Aphelias are driven mad by despair. I stopped reading fiction a long time ago, but some of those books still live in my memory. For example, I vividly remember Kurt Vonnegut's book Slaughterhouse-Five or The Children's Crusade. Vonnegut, a U.S. Army soldier during Second World War, was captured by the Germans and sent to Dresden, where he survived the Allied bombing of the city. He escaped death by hiding in one of the deep underground meat lockers, an experience that inspired him to write the book about his war experiences, hence the first part of the book title, Slaughterhouse 5. The second part, about the Children's Crusade is a quote from Vonnegut's wife. She described her husband and his comrades' participation in the war, emphasizing their youthfulness when they went to the front. Most of them barely reached adulthood. They were, in fact, children sent into real bloody war against a monstrous evil. In our army, too, there are very young girls and boys, but they are minority compared to the oldest soldiers. Men under 27 years old are not conscripted for war, was younger than that age come to the army only as volunteers. However, even among the volunteers, the majority are people over 30 or even 40. At 43, I am one of the youngest in my unit. We have people aged 50 and even 55, and all of us volunteered. We have been at war for over 700 days, and no one knows how much longer it will last. In our free time, conversations about what each person will do after the victory used to be common. However, these discussions now contain fewer concrete plans and more abstract dreams. People no longer talk about finding specific jobs or taking certain positions. They just express a desire to live, to see victory and finally rest. In ordinary life, I did not feel my age. There was no occasion to. But in the army, you immediately realize that you are not 20 anymore. Your back, 
legs and neck constantly remind you that we are not very happy with a burden of body armor, helmet and heavy backpack. You can't run as fast as the young ones, you can't jump as high and you have to stop more often for a break. But you still do your job. Hundreds of thousands of adults and even almost old people do everything for the sake of victory, despite bad knees, joint pain, high blood pressure and other unpleasant things that come with age. It's a crusade not of children, but of their parents and grandparents. And I think that's how it should be. We must protect the younger generation, ensure they safe future, they should not die under shelling, freeze in trenches or yearn far from home and familiar things. All of this is our responsibility now.